Hello Blazers, welcome to episode 50 of UAB Green and Told, original air date Monday, July 19th, 2021. Through this podcast, we are able to share stories from members of the UAB community. You can listen into all of our episodes on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. While you're there, I'd love for you to leave a written review so we can reach more alumni. I'm Greg Berry, a UAB alum and assistant director in the Office of Alumni Affairs. Today we catch up with Deanna Kuzmanik, one of the all-time greats when it comes to the UAB women's basketball team, and she nearly found herself in Tokyo as part of the 32nd Summer Olympic Games. As Deanna will share, she comes from a basketball family, and it was probably the intangibles that set her apart from others. I think the biggest thing for me is I'm not necessarily the most athletic person, but I think just growing up around the game, I really got an IQ of basketball. A standout on the court and in the classroom, she'll talk about the challenges that come with being a student athlete. If you ask my teammates and coaches, they will definitely say I was stressed out at times, to say the least. It is challenging, I'm not going to lie. And Deanna will talk about her international experience, one that was supposed to take her to the Olympic Games. It was just an amazing experience overall to, to represent Puerto Rico, where my grandparents are from to learn the game from players and coaches who have played it and coached at such high levels. To say that Deanna Kuzmanik was a gym rat growing up would be an understatement. Her mom, dad, and two sisters all played college hoops. She basically grew up in the northwest suburbs of Chicago with a basketball in her hands. In Illinois in general, basketball is very popular. It's, I would definitely say that's a sport of choice in Illinois, so um, definitely very competitive. I grew up with a basketball family. My parents both played. My brother didn't really play, but my two older sisters did, and they both played in college. So just growing up in Illinois with them, it was just basketball all the time, pretty much, which I loved. When my when one of my sisters was a senior, I was a freshman in high school, so we got to play with each other for one year. Being within a basketball family, did you have a basketball in your hands basically from the day you were born? Pretty much. So my parents um, ran the feeder program, which is like the surrounding um, elementary and middle schools, all those kids who would go to Wheeling High School. So they ran that program for like 10 years. So when my older sisters were playing, my parents were coaching them. So I, since probably preschool, maybe even before, would be on the sideline during their practices, like doing all the drills in the corner, trying to copy them. I remember I would sit on the bench during games and my mom and dad were coaching and I'd be like, oh, like, tell me a play, I'll draw it up for you on the clipboard. So uh, yeah, I was always around it. With basketball being so big in Chicago area, is there somebody that you kind of emulated or looked up to growing up that you wanted to kind of fashion your game after? My sister's team, they actually, they went downstate when they were in high school and it was all the core players played the, for the feeder program that my parents coached. So I pretty much grew up watching like my sisters and their friends since I was a baby. Um, and we actually had some really, really great talent come through Wheeling. Um, we had a girl who played at Purdue a girl who was recruited to Louisville and Minnesota, like their whole starting five in high school played college. And I know it's common at some powerhouse schools, but it's not common for Wheeling High School. So I think when I was younger, I really idolized like my older sisters and all their friends growing up. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, 
once my parents weren't really coaching us anymore when we were growing up, I started watching the the Sky, Chicago Sky a lot. And um, Allie Quigley, who right now is like one of their best players, she actually played for the same AAU program that I played for. So I think I always looked up to her and her game a lot just because my AAU coach always talked about her and I got to see her play a lot for the Chicago Sky. So that's a professional player who I really looked up to. Did your game change as you grew older and got taller and better? So you're just the whole dynamic of Deanna? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think the biggest thing for me is I'm not necessarily the most athletic person, but I think just growing up around the game, I really got an IQ of basketball. So I think that is what really shapes me as a player is just my IQ and um, just knowing the floor, but I think, um, yeah, every year it did evolve a little bit. I remember in high school and like playing AAU, there was just one AAU season where I just had a game and it was like my, my three point shot just kind of clicked. Like I was always a decent shooter, but like there was just one game where it was like, I felt like I couldn't miss. And then from there on, I was just like, I don't know. It, I mean, obviously it came from all the hours of work that I put in, but it almost seemed like it just like clicked. And then I became this shooter and, and in high school, I, I really was able to be a, a complete triple threat, driving, shooting, posting up when I had a smaller man on me. And I think in college, if you had seen me like from my freshman year to my senior year, you would probably think I was a completely different player because my freshman year, I was just shooting a lot, which was my role that season. So it helped our team. But I think as I got more comfortable with the level of play at the college level, a little bit more came out of me each year. And I was able to become that complete player that I was in high school. By the time you got to high school, since you were following in your sister's footsteps, because Mannix have already made a <laughs> name for themselves, was there pressure to perform? Honestly, not really. Like you would think that there is, but I think, like I said, with with in Illinois basketball being so competitive and so huge and just growing up around it, it wasn't really pressure to me. It was more just, it was fun. It was like, this is, you know, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I love. And I think I just really enjoyed, I guess, the pressure of it, that it didn't really feel like pressure on me. It just felt like excitement. Like I get to play and I get to show people what I love to do. What was it like playing with your middle sister or the, the youngest one compared to you? Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, we definitely had our moments where we would go at it, but I think it really challenged us to be better. Um, she played more of a post player in high school and I played point guard. So <laughs> it was really fun. Like we did so many pick and rolls and <laughs> it was like a lot of just um, sister telepathy on the court. So it, it was really such a fun experience. And, and we were always very close, but I think playing in high school together like made us so much closer. And, it was just, it was a really great experience. So what were your expectations for high school, having followed in your sister's footsteps? My sisters were blessed. They had a ton of success at the high school level. Um, when my sister, when my oldest sister was a junior and the other one was a freshman, they went downstate. They um, took third place in the state. And then the following year, they didn't make it downstate, but they made it very close. So. I think it was always the goal of mine because my, my parents even took us downstate before my older sisters got to high school just to like watch it and see like this is where you could be one day maybe. So I think that was always a huge goal of mine. 
Um, unfortunately, my high school teams, we did not make it downstate. When I was a freshman and my other sister was a senior, we made um, the super sectional and lost by two points to make it downstate. So that was pretty devastating, but it was, it was a fun experience. And I think for me, my expectation, obviously I wanted to go downstate. I wanted to have all these achievements for our team, but at the end of the day, I think high school basketball just prepared me for college because I had to play a lot of different roles on my team. I had to facilitate for myself and others. And I think it just prepared me for college really, which is all you can ask for. When in the process of playing in high school, playing for AAU teams, did you start to get looks from colleges? Um, my, <laughs> the funny thing is, and this is why I remember it, my very first like postcard from a college was in seventh grade. And the reason I remember it so specifically is because it was from Cornell College where my other sister actually ended up going. So that was something really funny that we always talked about. But I would say like eighth grade, high school, obviously you can't, you don't really start talking to, to coaches more until that like sophomore, junior, whenever um, they're allowed to contact you and things like that. But I started getting mail pretty early on. And then um, once coaches were allowed to to call us in contact, I think like sophomore, junior year. What was it about the recruiting process with Coach Norton that kind of drew you to UAB and Birmingham? So the first time he ever called me, and I think he, we both to this day still talk about it and say like, we talked for like 45 minutes and it felt like we knew each other forever. Like it was, I don't know if it's cause he's from the Midwest as well, but we just like immediately connected and I remember getting off the phone, went in the house, told my mom, like, wow, it would be amazing for me to play at UAB. And that was off of one phone call. So I think the biggest thing for me is I just wanted, more than anything, I wanted to play for a coach who I knew cared about me and wanted me to succeed. And I know that was, that is true about Coach Norton in basketball, in school, and in life. So I think for me, what drew me to to UAB immediately was just Coach Norton and the person that he is. And then when I came to campus, I obviously UAB is a beautiful campus. The warm weather was very nice coming from Illinois. So I think all those additional bonuses drew me in as well. What schools did it come down to? UAB and who else? I committed super, super early. I committed December 1st of my junior year of high school. Wow. Yeah. So like I said, um, Coach Norton made a big impression on me and I knew what I wanted. So I didn't feel like I needed to wait and see what else um, was out there. So at that time, since it was so early, the only other offers I had were Southeast Missouri State and um, Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Um, but then after I committed, I remember my AAU coaches were telling me that like <laughs> a bunch of schools, my, my senior AAU season were like, asking about me and stuff. And I was like, well, I already committed somewhere. Sorry. <laughs> so going from the high school game to the college game, what were your expectations between the two and what challenges did the elevated level present? Yeah, I think the biggest challenges were just adjusting to the speed of the game. Obviously going from high school to college, that's a huge thing. Um, just the, the pressure on the defensive end, the shot clock just quickening the game up, that was a huge thing that I had to adjust to. I think for players in general, you really have to make the adjustment role-wise. Um, that, that wasn't really a challenge or problem for me at all because I, 
I'm the type of player that I just want the team to win. So whatever my role is, I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability. But that, that was an adjustment as well, going from, I was the point guard in high school and most of the offense. And then in college, obviously that's not, that doesn't happen right away for freshmen. And um, so I think that adjustment as well of saying like, okay, what does this team need of me and how am I gonna do that? But then the, the thing that just carried over right away in high school, I was always in the gym my whole life and not much of that changed in college either. So that was probably the easiest adjustment, just playing what you, the game you love and getting your work in every day. Coach Norton was a large part of why you came to Birmingham, but academics as well. How did you balance being a student athlete? Yes, it's, um, if you ask my teammates and coaches, they will definitely say I was stressed out at times, to say the least. Um, I, it is challenging, I'm not going to lie. It is a lot of work, especially when you're the type of person who wants to do well in everything. And I'm that type of person where I want to get my shots up every day. I want to put my work in the gym, but I also want to do my best in school and make sure I get all my assignments done. So that was definitely um, a hard balance with the time management and just making sure you're checking all your bases and getting everything done that you need to. I think for me, it was just being very organized and saying, okay, I have one hour. What am I going to get done in this time? And it got to the point really where by the time like we had off season or by the time I graduated, I was like, what am I doing with my time now? I need to be doing something right now. So it is a tough balance, but I think just with the community of your teammates and coaches and tutors and academic advisors and professors, you're just, you're really able to, to hang on to that support system and be able to get it all done. The first couple of years when you were at UAB, you kind of were 500 as a team, um, couldn't quite get over the hump. What happened between the sophomore season and the junior season that things just kind of clicked? I think it's very similar to kind of what I said earlier about like in high school, my shot just kind of like clicks. Like I think from a fan perspective and from an outside perspective, like it's just like, wow, what happened? Like everything's great, but it really is the hours that we're putting in behind the scenes, the hours of practice, the extra hours getting shots up, the hours of just hanging out with your teammates and getting to know each other better. I think that's what really makes the difference. And um, going from my sophomore to junior season, I gained another year of experience, but there were a lot of freshmen my sophomore year. So giving them all another year of experience really makes a difference as well. And, and just being together as a team for an extra year and playing together, I think is what really like made that, made that click and that shift for our team. You guys had a lot of experience but you were still young going into that junior year. Did you guys have expectations to do as well as you did? Absolutely. Coach Norton, I know for myself and I'm pretty sure for all my teammates as well, when he recruited us, he said, we are going to create a championship culture and we're gonna win a championship. And he's not just gonna say that if he doesn't mean it and we're not just gonna go to a school without wanting that to happen as well. So I think he knew on his end that he made that statement to us. So he knew as a coach, he had to hold himself and us accountable. And then as players kind of accepting that challenge and that, that goal, we knew that we needed to hold ourselves and each other accountable as well, that we need to do everything 
in our power to make that happen. At the end of that junior year, how disappointing was it to finish kind of the way you did with two losses in the final three games? Yeah, it, it was really heartbreaking. I mean, the, the conference tournament was what really hurt the most, um, especially since Western Kentucky was a team that we beat in the regular season. That was tough, but like you said, I mean, we had more experience, but we were still young. Western Kentucky was a team that had seniors who had been there before, who had won it before. So it, it was definitely hard, but I think it it kind of taught us a lesson that we needed that, you know, although we had this great season, it doesn't mean that you're going to win it. It doesn't, you know, so it, it taught us some lessons that we needed at the time. And I think it kind of helped prepare us for the following season as well. And in that following season, you guys performed again very well and finished with the same amount of wins as you did the junior year. Were you kind of disappointed in that, though, because you wanted to make it to the NCAAs? You wanted to win another conference title? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. At, like I said, basketball has been my life since I, basically I was born. So probably since about third grade, my, my dream was to play in the NCAA tournament. So that definitely hurt um, for me not making it for – my teammates not making it for, I know coach Norton hasn't been there with UAB. Um, so it, it definitely hurt. And it, it's hard when you put everything you have into something and to not get the goal that you want. But at the same time, that's part of life. And, you know, everyone's working really hard and only a certain amount of teams can make it. So it was tough, but we gave it our, our best shot. When you look at the record book for UAB women's basketball, your name is near the top in a lot of categories. At the top for minutes played and games played. Near the top for assists, three-pointers, points, all of that. Would you consider yourself one of the greats to play Blazer women basketball? <laughs> um, no, that is a big statement. I think I would consider myself to have played with a lot of the greats. And I think that's why my stats are so good. If you look at Maya Barnes, that girl, like she amazes me to this day. Like looking back at some of the games, some of the plays that she made, like that girl was amazing to have as a teammate, would set you up so perfectly every single time. If I would get the ball to Rachel Childress on the three-point line, that's an assist. If I got it to Katie Thomas on the block, that's another assist. So I think I was just very fortunate to play with a lot of great players who made me look good <laughs> and, um, and a great coach who really set us all up for success. Off the court, I mean, you really focused on the academics, but also you won the Conference USA Spirit of Service Award. You were all-conference, and you were academic all-conference, three years. What is the importance of having all of those accolades kind of fall to you over the course of your career? I think for me personally, like, it's great being a good athlete. It's great to have good grades. But for me, I think the most important thing is we have this platform as a student athlete and how are we going to use it? And I think it's just really important to to serve your community and to show others that you care about them and, and to use your platform and your voice to speak out for people who don't have that same voice. So I think that was one of the things I really loved about UAB and being a part of SAC and, and being able to give back to the community was just probably one of the greatest experiences of being a student athlete. I mean, obviously playing the games are great and getting a degree, but 
to get out in the community and to make connections with real people. I mean, that's just as rewarding, if not more. Let's talk about 2019, earning that degree. After that, you actually went and played with the Puerto Rico national team. That experience had to been a whole lot of fun. That, that was amazing. You know, I, I got to play with girls who played at Power Five schools, colleges. I got to play with girls who played in the WNBA. I got to play against girls in the WNBA. Um, that was just a really great experience. I, I got to travel the world as well. We went to China and Peru and France and Canada. So it was just an amazing experience overall to, to represent Puerto Rico where my grandparents are from, to learn the game from players and coaches who have played it and coached at such high levels. Um, and just to travel and learn more about the world. It, it was an amazing experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world. As a girl and a woman who grew up just outside of Chicago, obviously the grandparents, you have that link with Puerto Rico, but how did that process kind of evolve? What was that like? Because I'm sure they were watching you and they kind of knew your background. Um, with the Puerto Rican national team, so the requirements to play, um, you either need to be born in Puerto Rico, a parent or a grandparent. So I qualify because both my grandparents, um, my mom's parents were born there. And um, they actually, I think, found me through Twitter and just like the college basketball world. Um, so the coach actually came to FAU and FIU and saw me play there. And um, from that point on, they liked me and kept in touch with me. And after I graduated, I went to Puerto Rico for tryouts and made the team and got to travel the world and play with them, so. You were one of the younger athletes on that team. What was your role within that squad? So I think my role on that team was, it was more of like a three-point specialist. So it was more, kind of more like my freshman year of college. I feel like that was more of my role when I stepped in. So that was my role on the Puerto Rican team. But it was really just so fun to practice and play against some great players and to just be a part of the team and represent Puerto Rico. And that's a team that ultimately would have competed in the 2020 Olympics, which Puerto Rico had never done before. Nope. How excited were you to be a part of that whole thing? And then on the flip side, just the disappointment once COVID canceled the Olympics for 2020. Yeah, it was, it was such an unbelievable feeling to qualify. I mean, not only was it the first time that Puerto Rico women's basketball qualified for the Olympics, but just after everything Puerto Rico has been through recently with the hurricanes and the earthquakes, and it was just, it just felt so right and so good for the island that, that we did something and that we were representing Puerto Rico on really the world stage. And um, not only that, there's just a lot of people on the team who have been playing for probably about a decade now, maybe even longer for the Puerto Rico women's team. So I was just so proud and happy for them as well that that all because I mean, obviously, I was happy for myself too, but it was my it's my first year playing. So to just see the girls who have really put their life into the program, I, I was just very excited for them as well. And it was really devastating when um, COVID hit and that got canceled. As a young girl outside of Chicago, did you ever think that you would be part of not only a D1 basketball team, but an Olympic team and supposed to be playing professionally? 
Um, no, I mean, it was always my goal to play college basketball, just seeing so many people, so many of my sisters and sisters' friends playing it. Um, that was always a goal of mine. And it was always a goal of mine to play professionally as well. I don't know as a little kid if I actually knew if it was going to happen or not, but it was definitely like my dream. So it's been really cool to be able to, to play at the college level and then play professionally and, and live that dream out. I had no inkling, dream, anything about ever playing for the Puerto Rico national team or qualifying for the Olympics. I didn't even know that was possible. So that has been really surreal and, and amazing to be a part of. There's so many unknowns. Uh, a lot of things are up in the air, but what is next for Deanna Kuzmanic? That is a great question. Really, at the end of the day, I just want to impact lives. I think that's like Coach Norton's whole motto about UAB, and that's really stuck with me um, since graduating from there and being there for four years. Whether it's playing basketball, whether it's teaching and coaching basketball, I just want to impact every life that I come in contact with. So that's going to be my goal and whatever it is that I do. That's Deanna Kuzmanic. Since recording this episode, Deanna accepted a position as a math teacher and head girls basketball coach at Maine West High School in De Plains, Illinois. And unfortunately, she will not be playing with the Puerto Rico national team at this year's Olympic Games. In 2019, Deanna graduated from UAB with a bachelor's degree in mathematics from the College of Arts and Sciences. She finished her career with 1,536 points, nearly 400 assists, and more than 253 pointers made. Deanna is definitely someone who knows what it means to be a blazer. That means everything. I really had no clue how much UAB would have impacted me, like stepping into that campus, but it really is a family for life. And I didn't even realize it while I was there, how much UAB means to me and how much I miss it and the people there. But I think, yeah, UAB is just a part of me for life. And I'm just really, really thankful to be tied to that school and that basketball program and all of those amazing people who are a part of UAB. Be sure to listen in to previous episodes of UAB Green and Told. You can find all of them at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold. Have a story to share? Email me at greenandtold at uab.edu. Finally, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for UAB Alumni. Thanks for listening, and until next time, go Blazers! <laughs>